Well, firstly, Paul notes in the passage and from last week too that we are justified. So from verse 9, how much more then since we have now been justified by his blood will we be saved through him from wrath? Jesus' death means that we are justified. Justified means that rather than being declared guilty as we ought, we're declared not guilty. We're acquitted. We're set free. Jesus paid the price for our sins so that we do not have to bear the punishment for what we have done. Clint helpfully reminded us last week, justified means the opposite of condemnation. We're accepted by God. God sees us just as if we've never sinned. And Paul is saying more than just a statement of fact about what Jesus did. Notice that there's a point from the lesser to the greater. If you'll actually look, there's the much more phrase in the middle of the sentence. Jesus died. Much more then will we save from God's wrath. And this is the point. Jesus has already done the unthinkable, dying for the ungodly sinners. Then how much more can we know that God will save us from his wrath? To say this another way, God's already done the difficult thing, sending Jesus to die for helpless sinners like, like us, how much more will God do the easier thing, that is, save us from his wrath? God's already done the most difficult thing in Jesus dying for us. God will certainly do the easier thing for us now. N.T. Wright uses an excellent illustration. Uh, it says this, If someone has driven to the other end of the country through rain and snow to see a friend in need, They're not going to abandon their quest when they arrive at the house and the skies are clear and the sun comes out and all they have to do is walk up the garden path and ring the bell. Of course God will finish the work. Verse 10 amplifies this thought even further. If you see in verse 10, it says, For if while we were enemies, we were reconciled to God through the death of his son, how much more, having been reconciled, will we be saved by his life? Let's remember what we were before God. In verse 6, we were told that we're helpless and ungodly. In verse 7, we saw that we're not righteous and ungodly. In verse 8, that we're sinners. Verse 10, Paul tells us that we are enemies of God. It's a very big problem, isn't it? And it must be solved. We're hostile to God, violators of God's will, breakers of his covenant. But now God has reconciled us. Now we are no longer enemies because of the death of his son. Now we are friends with God. Now each of us can have a relationship with God. The death of Jesus reconciles us to God. We're no longer, we no longer need to be separated from God. We no longer need to be distant from God. We no longer have God's wrath focused on us. We have been reconciled through the death of Jesus. For those who believe and trust in Jesus, we have personal reconciliation with the Holy Creator God. And there's even more to this point that Paul's making. Notice again, we have the same much more, just as we observed in verse 9. This much more functions in the same way to give us confidence and hope 
and the realisation of God's love. What God did in the past actually propels us and boosts us toward what will happen in the future. If God will reconcile us to him through the death of Jesus while we were enemies, then how much more will God most certainly save us through his life? Jesus' resurrection to life guarantees our resurrection to eternal life. Present reconciliation now guarantees salvation on Judgment Day. Look at what God did while we were enemies. How much more will God do for us now that we are no longer enemies, but are friends with God? Now that we are reconciled to God, he will certainly save us. No one who has been justified and has faith should have any fear of condemnation. No one who's fully given their life to Jesus in faith needs to worry about the wrath of God. Now we can be tempted to start thinking, but what about all of my sins? We start thinking about the bad things that we've done and all the mistakes that we've made. But God knows you've made those mistakes. And actually go back through the text with me. Jesus died for who? Jesus didn't die for the good and righteous. Good thing he didn't because that's not any of us, is it? We're not good or righteous. Jesus died for the helpless, the ungodly, the unrighteous, the sinners, the enemies of God. What are you doing thinking about your sins? Jesus died for them. And if Jesus died for your sins, how much more will he make sure that you're saved from the wrath of God? The blood of Jesus covers our mistakes and saves us from what we deserve. Now, if you're here this morning and you don't trust Jesus and his death to make you right with God, you have a problem. You might not want to see or hear the problem, but it's real. The problem is, as I said, you are a helpless, ungodly sinner. And you might not care about that right now as you live your life, as you continue to look out for yourself and your own ambitions, but one day, one day, I promise you, you will come before God and just like those that had to be carried out on mats, hoping in Acts chapter 5 that I read earlier, hoping Right, you too will be crying out to God, just hoping that even his shadow will fall upon you to provide you comfort and relief. And God will pass you by. You see, God sent his son to die for you. That deserves a response. You actually need to see that you are helpless now before it's too late. Ask. Seek. Now, for believers here this morning, I want you to think through this. The problems that Paul points out are in the past tense, aren't they? That's right, the past tense. We were helpless. We were still sinners. We were enemies of God. But for us now, that is what we were. Now we have so much more, and as someone once said to me at university about 30 years ago, that deserves a response too. If you think about it, maybe a first response is to rejoice. 
As it says in verse 11, and not only that, but we also boast or rejoice in God through our Lord Jesus Christ, through whom we have now received this reconciliation. Our boast, our joy, our rejoicing is in God. We're not celebrating ourselves. We're celebrating God and what he has done for us through Jesus. Don't feel bad, but celebrate. In fact, rejoicing is a mark of the Christian life. How can we not praise God when we grasp what God has done for us? We want to worship because God reconciled us when we were enemies. We want to celebrate in God when we see that God acted in our ungodly state. We rejoice in God when we can picture the love God has shown towards us. He, since Jesus died for us, he will surely also forgive us. Since Jesus died for us, he will surely also bless us. Since Jesus died for us, he will surely also save us from God's wrath. Since Jesus died for us, he will surely also have a relationship with us. Since Jesus died for us, he will surely also love us. And finally, our response should be that we want others to know of this great joy. Pray for those who are far from God. Share with those around you the great news that Jesus' death and resurrection brings. Encourage one another here in Christ to build each other up in love and through love because God loved you first and gave his son so that you might live. You see, what you need, deeply need, is to be right with God, reconciled to him now. Christ died so that we can be reconciled to God. Remind yourself daily of what he has done. Faith and trust in Jesus' death means you can live your lives with great joy, knowing that you are forgiven, saved from God's wrath, saved by God's grace. Let me pray for us. Gracious Lord God, we thank you and praise you that we are saved. We thank you that you have done everything for us and all that we need to do is cry out to you in faith and trust knowing that Jesus has died for our sins. Help us to live lives of great joy. Help us to live knowing what you have done and help us to live sharing that great joy with others so that your name might be proclaimed and so that people might hear and know of the great glory of Jesus' death and resurrection so that we might have life. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen.